0: And welcome to another episode of the Global Storytime Podcast, where every two weeks, I bring you a folktale from a different country or culture so that we can get to know that place better. I'm your host and storyteller, Diane Strand. This week, we're going to Ireland. This episode is being released right before St. Patrick's Day, which is March 17th. So I thought a story from the Emerald Isle would be perfect for this week. The story I'm bringing you this time is called Finn McCool, the Giant of Knockmany Hill. As the title suggests, the main character, and all the characters actually, are giants, though fairies and leprechauns are also mentioned. All three of these magical creatures are central to Irish folk beliefs and superstitions, and are still believed by some today. I read a cheeky article in the Irish Times written in 2014 by a man who was asked, in all seriousness, by a bank manager, if the writer had any fairies on the parcel of land that he wanted to sell. The writer then recounted a story from 1999 about a construction site in County Clare. The site had to be shut down because it was set to destroy a tree that was known as a meeting place for fairies. And you do not want to make fairies mad. The writer concluded that though the jury is still out on whether or not they exist, it doesn't hurt to believe in them. Just in case. And if you're a kid in the US, or an adult, no judgment, you might also believe in fairies and leprechauns. You may have even built a leprechaun or fairy trap before. Okay, let's get into the story about a giant who was a bully and how one very clever lady stopped him once and for all. Find a comfortable spot. Grab a cup of tea or a stuffy or a blanket and get ready for our journey. Are you ready? Let's go! Finn McCool, the giant of Knockmany Hill. In the olden times, when Ireland's glens and woods were still filled with fairies and leprechauns. Giants, too, lived on that fair emerald isle. One of the finest of those big folk was Finn McCool, who was wed to the lovely great lass, Una. They made their home on top of Nackmany Hill. Now, as any good giant, Finn McCool had his work to do. So he was often away from home. Lovely Una didn't seem to mind. For there was plenty to keep her own hands busy, spinning, knitting, and even giving a pretty touch to their great house. Life was very pleasant indeed. One morning, when Finn McCool was busy working with his kin building a causeway to Scotland, the word came that Cacullin was coming. Cacullin was a giant too, and without a doubt, the strongest in that part of the world. When he walked, the very earth trembled. And with one blow of his fist, he had flattened a thunderbolt so it looked like a pancake. He was so proud of that feat that he kept the thunderbolt in his pocket to show all just how strong he was. Every giant in Ireland had been given a good beating by Cacolin. Every giant, that is, except Finn McCool. And Cacolin swore by the Greens that he would never rest, day or night, winter or summer, until Finn McCool was added to his list. So far, Finn had been smart enough. He kept moving about whenever he heard that Kekolin was in the neighborhood. But this time, Kekolin was sure to get him. So Finn left the causeway and sped off for Nakmeny Hill, his house, and his darling Una. "'Finn, my love,' said Una, greeting him at the door, "'what brings you home so early from your work?' chance to get a sight of you my sweet thing said finn since he was as honest as the summer day is long he added and to keep out of the way of calling he's after me una soothed her husband she brought him slippers and lit a pipe for him she stirred up the peat fire so it would be cozy then she set down a huge mug of stout and cut a gigantic slab of soda bread for her dearie finn husband of mine Enough is enough, said Una as gently as she could. For years, you've been hiking around from one place to another to avoid this cocollin. Why, you even built our house high on the windiest of hills so you would be able to spy him a comin'. You'll not get a moment's rest until you stand fast and face him. Aye, I'll be getting plenty of rest if I stand fast and he knocks me down. I don't have the heart to face a man who can make a young earthquake just with his walk and who carries around a flattened thunderbolt in his pocket just to prove his strength. At that, Nakamani Hill gave a little dance. (gasps) He's coming, said Fen, his face turning a fine shade of pale green. Now hush, said Una, and give me time to think. Do you worry that I won't do all that I can to help you settle this matter once and for all? Una then worked a charm the fairies had taught her. She took nine woolen threads, each a different color, and braided them into three braids. She put one around her right arm, one circling her heart, and the third around her right ankle. Now nothing she did could fail. Next she sent around to all the neighbors to borrow one and 20 iron frying pans. She hid them in one and 20 loaves of bread that she baked on the fire in the usual way. She set them in the cupboard with some bread she had baked the day before. Then she took a pot of milk, and made it into fresh, wet cheese, and put it along with some white stones at the foot of the cradle she had made up. Now, my darling, she said, handing Finn some baby clothes, put these on and do everything just as I'm about to tell you. And remember, she said at the last, Cocolan's strength lies in the brass finger he has on his right hand. Now, quick, into the cradle, because I hear that man-mountain at the door. All right, woman bellowed the giant at the door. Where is that coward Finn McCool that I've been chasing after all this time? Well, well, said Una with her sweetest smile. Now, isn't that a shame? Finn was off working on the causeway when some important family affair called him away. But he'll be home by tea time, so why don't you just come right in and sit down? Poor Finn trembled in the cradle. See this? Cacolan said, pulling out what looked like a pancake out of his pocket. This was a thunderbolt until I caught it and flattened it, and that's what I'm going to do to Finn McCool, too. Tisk tsk, said Una. That might not be as easy as you think. Finn McCool's is a big broth of a man. Why, take a look at our little baby, and you might be getting an idea of the strength and the breath of Finn himself. Kukolin peeked in the cradle. The huge baby looked up at him. My, said Kukolin. What a big boy. "'While you're waiting, why not have a bite to eat?' said Una. She put some loaves of bread on the table, along with a can or two of butter, and a pile of cabbages. Kokolin, who was as much of a glutton as he was a bully, hopped a loaf into his mouth and took a huge bite, right down on one of the frying pans. "'Yow!' shouted Kokolin. "'What kind of devil's bread is this? Here's two of my teeth out!' "'That's Finn's bread, the only kind he eats,' said Una. Is it a bit too tough for you? Too tough for me? Shouted Kekulon. I should say not. Just give me another. Kekulon chomped into another loaf and into another frying pan. I'll not have a tooth left in my mouth, woman. There's two more out. Kekulon hollered even louder. Ah! The baby began to holler, too. Ah! Hungry, 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 hungry. Ah, sweet dumpling, said Una and she handed baby Finn a loaf and because there was no frying pan in it Finn ate it right down more said the baby and he gobbled up another loaf he seems to be a strong lad said Kokolin getting a little worried if this was the baby the father must indeed be a bit stronger than Kokolin thought ah uh, yes said Una beaming why instead of dollies he loves to play with those white stones there in the cradle show the nice man baby dear Finn did what he was told. He picked up a stone that was really the cheese and squeezed out all the water of it and popped it into his mouth and ate it down. Cricolin was not to be outdone by a baby. He grabbed a stone and squeezed and squeezed, squeeze as he might. He couldn't get one drop of water out of it. He popped it into his mouth and with a chomp, there went the rest of his teeth. The howl that came out of him almost broke all the windows. When he finally calmed down, Kekolin said to Una, What kind of teeth does this lad have? They must be made out of iron. Let me see your choppers, baby. At that, baby Finn opened his mouth wide, and Kekolin stuck in his brass finger, the very brass finger that was the secret of his strength. With a strong bite, Finn McCool bit the brass ah. finger right off. Then Finn leapt up and began to pound the daylights out of poor, weak Kekolin. That was that. Out the door went Kakolin, never to bother anyone, let alone Finn McCool again. Tea's ready, my love, said Una. And Finn McCool sat down with the best giant wife in the whole world. And they lived a long, happy life. The End Welcome back! I hope you enjoyed the classic tale of Finn McCool. He was so lucky to have such a creative and smart wife. And of course, the charm of the fairies probably helped too. I wanted to end this episode with a limerick about a leprechaun. Limericks are poems that originated in Ireland and are really fun to write and read. They contain five lines. The first, second, and fifth line all have the same rhyme. And the third and fourth lines rhyme together. If you like making up rhymes or that's something you have been working on, as I have been working on those with some first graders, making up limericks can be a really fun challenge. Okay, here it is. There once was a leprechaun who decided to hide in a shoe. A foot came one day, and to his dismay, he'll grant no more wishes to you. If you want to learn more about Ireland and Irish culture, make sure you listen to this week's companion episode. It's episode 13B, Let's Learn About Ireland, and I share more about Irish history, languages, food, favorite sport, and more. You can also follow the pod on Facebook or Instagram at Global Storytime Podcast, where I post maps, photos, and book recommendations for each country or culture that I feature you can always email me at globalstorytimepodcast at gmail.com. And if you have liked this episode or any of my other episodes, please tell a friend. I would love to be sharing these stories with even more people. Thank you so much for listening. I've been your host and storyteller, Diane Strand. Until next time, bye!